0: Welcome to Lady Teal's Curios. I'm your host, Lady Teal. Today, we talk to my Aunt Toby and her husband, Dan. Dan is an Atlanta native and has a lot of history within his family in the Atlanta suburbs. And he is also a picker and has been for a very long time. A picker, if you don't know, is somebody who goes around and looks for antiques to buy and sell. And this definition has kind of changed and morphed Over the years, you may have watched the show American Pickers, and this is kind of like a generalization of what a picker does, but Dan gives us an inside look at to what life was like as a picker and how his life has changed with things like Facebook Marketplace and groups dedicated to buying and selling of antiques. Um, Dan Is someone who I really adore. He has a great sense of humor, which sometimes has led him to get kicked out of some of these Facebook groups. But I think you will enjoy this very candid conversation. And I just want to give a big shout out to my Aunt Toby and my Uncle Dan for just letting me share their story and. I hope it inspires some of you to uh, look into the history of items and, you know, go out there, go on your own little treasure hunt, and maybe you'll find an oddity or curiosity that you just fall in love with. Remember, stay curious.
1: Group thought that I should, did, you really should own the item before you ask about it, because the problem is they've got so many people out there who who do like what do like I do you know they go out and try to buy stuff to make money but a lot of times they won't buy it they'll just take a picture and then go put it out for the group the Facebook group and if it gets good response then they'll buy it you really you I should own the item so I I get excited about pieces so I took a picture of this vase in my car you could see the dashboard behind well I obviously had bought it I just didn't want to go home and You know, wait that long and have a fancy backdrop like people with no lives in that group (laughs) do. So I just took one or two with a dashboard. Oh, no, no, no. Just the opposite. Sorry. I took a picture and you could see the store in the background.
0: Oh. (laughs) That's
1: the problem. Now I remember. You could see, like, obviously shelving. So they formed the opinion that it hadn't been purchased yet. (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> so, and there were a couple of snide, catty remarks about, you know, is this just bet? you know, why don't you buy the item before you, you know. So I went home and I took, I took about a dozen pictures of that, of that glass vase in various places. <laughs> One was a public urinal.
0: I was going to say, this doesn't look like the bathroom at your house. <laughs> mm, no, it's not that nice. And I didn't want
2: to bring it home because... This is when they were starting to talk about COVID-19. I'm like, I don't want that glass in
1: my house. Now, the, now the, I guess the ironic thing is that that poor little glass cruet or whatever perfume bottle, when I finally did put it on Facebook and got good responses, nobody thought it was any good. So I actually tried to sell it and I couldn't so it went right back to the thrift stores <laughs> paid like a couple of dollars so it's probably sitting there now on a shelf thinking that was a pretty good trip that was a trip around the, this guy's life for a while
2: uh, tell him why your toilet paper got kicked off of facebook
1: well you know when you get kicked off they they usually d- don't give you extremely specific reasons they've got a set of rules and things that are prohibited and so they just mentioned something about go to the no-no list you know you're supposed to pick it out the only thing I could find was something about being you know real sensitive to somebody's ethnic heritage Mm -hmm. so what I thought was really neat about the Japanese toilet tissue the design the graphics had like a a geisha girl and a what is it, a rickshaw mm-hmm. in the background? Well, I thought that was neat and culturally, you know, interesting. But some, you know, some dickwad from Facebook Facebook, <laughs> thought that it would be insensitive to have. You know, they thought I was making fun of it, and it really wasn't. You know? Yeah. Because I th- I've seen things, and I've purchased things that are culturally insensitive um, World War Two. You, know, you can find uh, stuff with Hitler's face yeah. mangled and in bad shape and made into a, a, a skunk and this was just rickshaws and geisha and they kicked me out
2: maybe they thought you were price gouging toilet paper
1: <laughs> this is like so canvas nobody's going to use this
2: yeah it's like crepe paper.
1: Crate paper
2: turn of the century toilet paper how much was it
1: Oh, I got, I got either twenty-five or Toby. Did I ever get thirty-five for a roll? No, I think it's mostly enough. twenty to twenty-five a roll.
3: It,
2: it when I went like, like how old was it?
1: It's probably from the twenties and thirties.
2: Yeah, it's crepe paper. It's not bleached, so it's 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 brown and then it has like light a wrap. white a wax uh, wrapper, wax paper wrapper sounds interesting.
1: Well, it was, I thought it was fun, it showed up at an auction, a box, you know, a whole box of the stuff.
2: It was from an old general store in Athens that that had new old stock, and this guy was cleaning out, cleaning it out for somebody, he got to keep all the stuff.
1: Well, he's, he? he was an auctioneer, and he was auctioning off the contents of an old store, So what I found a little bit interesting is that, that, as far as I know, that box of Japanese 1920s toilet tissue had been produced in Japan, ordered, sent across the pond to the United States to a little country store. It sat there unused until they had to clean the stuff out, (laughs) sold at an auction. And then sold at another auction. Oh my goodness. So there's not that many people. It was like, it had only touched a few hands.
0: And it had never been used.
1: Unused. Yeah. I would not, of course, be interested in... Using it? Used. You know, purchasing <laughs> used. I
2: know. Yeah. It, I hope nobody would be selling. It was rough paper. <laughs> it's like the kind of paper you see in Europe.
0: And we still uh, have some. What's like one of the weirdest things you've ever
2: bought before?
1: Weirdest things?
2: Get that um, sampler for for urns that has it says "Maud" across it.
0: Was it like a sample so people could see what they were buying? What kind for? of marble
2: you could get? So every side is a different color of marble, and it's shaped like a box for ashes, and it has "Maud" on it. So it has a name, so you can see how a name would
3: look across. It.
1: Yeah, some I think they call it funerary collectibles, or people that collect that. So I've run across, a, you know, a couple of those things. They're not easy to find. <laughs> um,
2: can I say, when I first went to your house in your bedroom, was on the back of the headboard was a little cute rag bunny rabbit and a pair of leg shackles like a chain gang
0: <laughs> in his bedroom <laughs> there's yeah.
1: not much of a story but you know my dad gave me a really nice set of that old handcuffs
2: cute. <laughs> and they
1: were real old and you know real clunky and you know they they're serious business well I didn't have a place to put them and I didn't I don't like decorate oh, so <laughs> the only place that I could find that wasn't crowded with other stuff was the headboard had a flat board I just laid them up there just so I forgot they were there and brought this wonderful lady home for the first time, and <laughs> there they were. Uh, we never used them.
0: Aww. Uh, was your... Still time, Dan. <coughs> <there's still> time. <coughs> was your dad a picker? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know if I knew that or not.
1: Dad was a picker. <clears throat> Got into it because he... He got tired of being laid off from Lockheed because it just wasn't as stable. The aircraft industry it still isn't. You know, if there's if there were contracts, it was a time of plenty. And, you know, they'd hire people back in Marietta, Georgia.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And there would be awesome Christmas parties there at Lockheed. But when there were no contracts and all the planes were built, you just get sent home. Hmm. So he got a little tired of the instability struck out on his own and uh, had a just a wonderful career as a picker.
0: That's really cool.
1: Let me know if you're going to start recording, okay? Okay, All
0: we're right. recording.
1: So he, um, <laughs> he had just like a wonderful career uh, buying and selling, as he calls it, junk. Going up into the mountains and uh, buying old, old, old stuff that nobody wanted and selling them for in some cases, good money. Raised a family that way.
2: Well, didn't one time he get told to turn, turn... Where was he when he was told to turn around and go back?
1: Oh, he went up into the... He was up into the mountains often, and one time going down a, um, some kind of a mountain, a little road, and I know what he was looking for. I mean, I wasn't with him, but he's looking for primitive antiques back up in the hills you know that you could find some of that stuff so he came to a place and there were I don't I don't remember exactly there were several men and they just asked him a few questions he said what are you doing around here he told them and they very somber very uh, very serious and they said well there's nothing down this road the best thing you can do is turn around and, and go back and of course they're probably moonshiners mm. and he he did the right thing. He did a quick turn in that old truck <laughs> and never went back.
2: He could have gotten some moonshine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have some stuff that, when he was teaching you how to go pick.
0: How old were you when you started pick, Or did he just like take you all the time when you were young?
1: Some of my earliest, uh, my really good memories, early memories are I was probably 12, 14, something in there maybe 10, I don't remember and I would get in the, go in the back of his truck and uh, oftentimes it was Miss, with Mr. Lee Garner uh, who was a, a Kennesaw dealer yeah. Artist. and uh, I remember being in the back of the truck and we'd go up into the mountains and um, go door to door looking for old stuff
0: just knock on people's doors and yeah. say, hey. knock on
1: people's door. it was doors. Uh, ask one person if they knew about somebody else, and so that's been the whole day picking and find old furniture, uh, pottery, old jugs and churns were you know, literally thrown into the back of the truck. That was so long ago that that was before the pottery craze actually hit. Pottery, old utilitarian pottery, was certainly desirable. And he could sell them, Mm -hmm. but they were bringing like 50 cents a jug and a dollar and 75 cents. And you wanted them. He'd load them up, but literally it would just be if you had room. And a lot of them, they weren't even packed. He didn't stop to pack them. They were just thrown in, just thrown in, throw it up there. You know, they'll go through the auction. They'll bring enough to offset lunch maybe. And, of course, those jugs now are hundreds of dollars each, Uh, some of them more. Uh, and the ones that made it back with dad, it, good. The ones that didn't make it were just swept off the back of the truck. He
2: used to go to West End too and buy from pe- people on the West End. Yeah, the Somewhere. mountains
1: uh, played out. The mountains be- got developed and so it turned to just going door to door in Atlanta. Hmm. Some of the uh, residential areas hmm. that looked promising.
0: You have some family history in Atlanta, don't you? Jesse was telling me, um, there's some relation to the Mary Fagan case.
1: Well our our last name is Fry, F R E Y, and I'm not exactly sure the link, but the sheriff of Cobb County at the time of the Mary Fagan incident and the Leo Frank incident mm-hmm. the Sheriff Fry I wanna say he was a great uncle or a great great uncle, but I, I never really looked it up. Oh, okay. That's okay,
3: kinda
1: um, cool. Yeah,
2: it happened on their property. The Fry's Gin Road mm-hmm. over there, uh, near the big chicken. That was the sheriff's that was his property where it happened. There used to be a plaque on the building over there.
1: Yeah, I think he Leo was Leo Frank Memorial. I think Leo Frank was hung on Fry property. Yeah. I think. Which yeah it is what it is mm-hmm. it's historical it's not something necessarily to be ashamed of or, or proud of it's just that's what happened at that time
0: i don't think i realized that was linked to your family name or anything jesse was the one that was telling me about it and i was like
3: huh whatever.
1: huge <laughs> huge huge news yeah at that time it was it was international news um just incredible um uh, focus on Marietta, Georgia and the South, by extension, and how people take the law into their own hands, oh, which, yeah. which certainly happened.
0: So have you been in Marietta ever, like, for your whole life?
1: Born born at the old Marietta Hospital, which is the hospital that predated Kennestone. and the old-timers... you you could tell people had been in Marietta a long time because they didn't call it Kennestone, they'd call it Kennystone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's down at Kennystone.
0: I think some people still Still call it
1: Some people probably still do. Uh, But I was born in the old Marietta Hospital, which I I think the last year for the Marietta Hospital was 1949. I may have it be off a a bit, but same year I was born. Kennestone, I think. Um, started cranking up in 1950.
2: Where, do you remember the drugstore that blew up?
1: No, I want to say it was uh, Rexall Drugs, but I remember that,
2: that. It was Halloween. Yeah. When it was like a gas thing. A gas being, Wow. That was in Marietta? In the square. I
0: don't think I heard about that.
1: That was a biggie.
0: What kind of stuff do you like to pick for now? Are you trying to get rid of things now?
1: (laughs) No, it's, it's, um, it's the most fun I've ever had. Um, just love doing it. It's like a treasure hunt. People who do it, people who are in the business, pickers, and, and I guess some, to some extent dealers, they understand because it's just, it's just awesome. Um, Mostly smalls, if I had to categorize it. Uh, I'm not much of a furniture buyer. I'll buy it. I'll buy furniture if it's a really good piece. and I happen to run into it. But I kind of like smalls, and that means pick or speak for glassware, sterling, costume and, and good jewelry, antique toys, unusual smalls, just things that people collect that other people don't even remotely even think about Mm -hmm. it's the kind of flotsam and jetsam that shows up in attics and in cigar boxes so I get a lot of glass you know you have to you have to learn a little bit about glass just to capitalize on the sheer quantity of it out there be able to pick good pieces here and there and make a little bit I'm trying to think of something um, Toby, what's some of the, it, to now there's so much coming in, and it's and it's interesting because I'm not a volume buyer. I don't go to estate sales. I just follow, you know, Facebook Marketplace mm-hmm. and um, go to go to antique malls.
2: You like to get things that are small. Smalls is what
1: you call them. Yeah, so they they're it just generically called smalls in the business. Some people call them hand teaks. I've heard that expression before that's cute (laughs) but you'd be surprised um the kind of things that come out of antique malls where you can literally just walk around an antique mall buy an item or two and in some cases make a hundred bucks here or there it doesn't happen frequently but I think people would be surprised the kind of stuff that you think an antique dealer would know about
0: yeah
1: and there's been a few of those um
0: do you guys do the, uh, what is it, the Great American skill? No. Or, uh, I mean, I've done it with Kari. Um, there, when Lakewood used to be around, I remember my parents took me to that and this guy had just a ton of old books and boxes and he was like, you can have any three books you want for free. and Aww. Cause I, I was probably like, I don't know, seven or eight or whatever. And there's this really old ratty Bible, and I thought it looked really cool. And I picked it up, and he was like, oh, Go on, take it. Well, I got it home and opened it up, and there were things inside of it. And there was this little Victorian hair work that, like, uh, probably a cool. teenager did, and there was like pressed flowers in it. And, uh, and that was the coolest sign. You still have it? My mom has it Uh-oh. now. I kind of want to get it back for like, her. The <laughs> hair. The <laughs> hair was- People collect <coughs> I mean it's just like on a little um, card and the hair is braided in a neat little pattern and
3: yeah, those are really collectible.
2: I've never found the braided hair stuff. I found I found a morning brooch that had in memory of that's the first time I heard about it, but that's the first time I found it Sometimes you can find those and they'll have hair, braided mm. hair in it too, or a like a memento a yeah. mori
0: or whatever there. Those are cool. I never find that. What's like the most money you've made off of something?
1: Oh, well. That. Most of the time, you know, one of the things I think of that Toby and I do differently, or certainly I do differently, is the better the item, the less likely I am to sell it, <laughs> which is part of the fun of picking. Mm-hmm. Is it? You know, I can't afford to just go out and go to stores and shop antique shops and find something really great and pay hundreds or thousands of dollars. So I have the benefit um, of just if it's a really, really just neat butt item, I usually keep it.
2: Yeah, but you didn't keep that weller squirrel. Oh, what? It was. So- <laughs> We were at well, an we auction, went, and I'm like, "Why is he bending on that broken squirrel?"
1: Nobody knew, or, or I don't think they knew. We went to an auction which was moving fast. It, the auctioneer was going down this by ta- auctioning by the table, mm. and you would he'd give a chance to buy like one or two items first, and then he would sell the whole table. So we were moving down, and I'd spotted this large ceramic pottery. Squirrel. It was probably Tob, I don't remember. A foot and a half, or no, a couple of feet high. Large, like a garden piece. Mm-hmm. And what was broken on it, Toe? The ear. The ear was gone. Oh, poor squirrel! But I had flipped it over and seen. Uh, you know, most dealers and pickers would know this mark. So it's a very well-known mark of to those of us who do what I do. Mm-hmm. They know that mark. So, nobody either looked or the people that looked didn't know, but it had a little half moon stamp Weller Pottery. So, I know Weller Pottery, out of business, uh, highly collectible, and I've never seen that large of a piece. So, I figured it was a a pretty big deal, even damaged. So, I don't think many people bid, Toby, right? I think I paid eight or ten or twelve or
2: got to get first choice. If you mm-hmm. want to bid, you got first choice on the table. So
1: I was bidding against one or two people, but they could have been bidding about something else on the table, not the hug. squirrel, which mm-hmm. is probably it. Um, so anyway, I got it. A friend of mine that I kind of loosely was doing business with at the time looked at me real weird, too. He's like, well, it's you got bidding? a broken ear. What, what do you do? What yeah, is I that? I did the same thing.
2: I thought it was paper mache because I was halfway looking at
1: it. Uh, so anyway, that um, I wish now I'd kept it. I wish I'd had it repaired. Uh, we sold that on eBay. Tob, how much did it bring? I think it was like five, five six hundred. They're just—it's a garden piece. The mm-hmm. large pieces are just—they got
2: broken because they were outside. Yeah, it's yeah. an
1: outdoor piece, but they just don't show up, and collectors, you know, will pay hundreds to get one with a broken ear. Put another. Several hundred to get a professional restoration to get a weller outdoor well, garden rabbit.
2: And our, I mean, it's definitely not a company that's in business any, anymore. But wasn't it like Victorian time? Yeah. So yeah,
1: through probably nineteen twenties or thirties. That's um. just my memory of it. Uh, but there's been so many um, just interesting finds. Maybe not all high dollar. Um, we we previewed an auction online and I saw an an abstract looking silvery looking piece which just caught my eye because it's unusual didn't think that much of it because we weren't really gonna go to that auction it was just across the street or down down the street
2: you saw that online
1: yeah so Saturday morning didn't even plan to go
2: Ellen called
1: A friend of mine, Michael, called and said, I'm already here at this auction. You need to come. You need to come to this auction. So I thought, all right, you know.
3: Mm
1: -hmm. Toby and I got up, ran to the auction. Strangely enough, as we walked in, they were holding this abstract figure up. I held up my hand bidding.
2: Yeah, I was getting the number. We didn't even have a bidder's number yet.
1: <laughs> so, so I was getting the number. I'm like, oh. I usually head to the back of the auction. Toby keeps to the front. I'm bidding as I'm walking to my favorite. I like to see not only the item, but all the people. So we bought it for 25 Toby, I not, think. It wasn't much. Signed, um, we got home. It was signed. Um, Carl Pape? Carl Pape, spelled P-A-P-P-E. And I want to say he's Ukrainian, uh, I, I think. I used Hungarian? To, Hungarian. Oh, we don't know that story anymore. We don't know. <laughs> that was a long time ago. But anyway, it was tarnished was like, uh, like silver. <laughs> yeah. So I just started looking his name up, and it, very little about him, not much on the Internet. And I found one article, one long article about him. And I thought, okay, this is the mother lode. I'll find out who... Carl Pape is. So, read all the way about his experiences and he came to the United States and he settled in Mexico ultimately and uh, fell in love with a, a, a jewelry maker. What's her name, Tobe? Uh,
2: Bernice Godspeed.
1: Bernice Godspeed, who's w- way more visible mm-hmm. as a jewelry maker than Carl Pape was. But any in, in any event, toward the end of the article, there was a paragraph kind of summing him up and it said Carl Pape known as a sculptor and an artist and who you'll run into occasionally who makes woodblock prints and oils on canvas and solid silver statues and I saw that as a summation and I thought my god that's that's what this is so as it turns out it is not sterling it's supposed to be, at least according to this article, solid silver, which is better than Sterling. Mm-hmm. So it weighs, I don't remember, to- you, you know, a couple of three I mean, pounds.
2: Was it five? A
3: couple,
1: couple of three, four pounds of solid silver. Um, that turned out to be good. And, of course, it's so good that it still sits in our house.
2: Well, he tried to sell it because he was still in business with his friend. And, he, and his friend actually sold it, but Dan had put it on Craigslist. And then they mailed it to the guy. And then when he, I guess he saw that it had gotten posted on Craigslist. So it kind of, he didn't want it.
1: Yeah, so the story it got that. got
2: sold and now we have it back.
1: The story that we were told is that the buyer didn't really want something that had already been exposed to the public. I, I don't think that's, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, know I why don't that would matter. Get that. So he probably just changed his mind. Maybe he, remorse. That <laughs> now happens. We end up, now we have it. That happens sometimes. People try to sell it, and in a day or two, if they can't flip it, they just try to send it back. So yeah. I think that's more likely.
2: The bad news is we took it to Antiques Roadshow, and they said it's only worth the amount of silver. Uh, because he, he lived an old age. And it was very prolific. So there's so much of his work out there that it's only worth whatever the, the price of silver is right now Now I've kept anymore.
1: up with Carl Pape on eBay and it's true there are lots of his wood uh, his um what do you call it wood block yeah prints mm-hmm. come up uh several bronze statues come up but I've never seen another solid silver one so anyway that's a pretty cool item
2: I had
1: a, a bird fly in the house and it perched right on
2: top of the shelter. <laughs> a bird with good taste. Oh, that must be Carl. <laughs> We've hello. bought
1: paintings, we have found paintings that have sold for a couple of thousand, 2500 for one painting that was bought for next to nothing. Uh, it went to New York to a gallery. Can't think of the artist's name, but what it was... It was it uh, strawberries? It was strawberries, a basket of strawberries. Victorian, straight up Victorian. Yeah, I
2: don't like Victorian, so it can go... What style do you like? I like I like mid-century.
0: Mm.
1: Now, the best thing I ever found out picking is an easy one. Is I wouldn't say high dollar. Maybe it is in a way, but the very best thing I found was my wife. oh like say her, that because
2: you mean it. Met her at
1: an antique mall.
2: I yeah. like the thing that you lost, that you bought, and sold but you lost it oh god that was cool what what was
1: that i went to a previewed an auction my favorite auction at the time and it was just wonderful to do i'd go on a friday and look over everything go home friday night research it come back for the saturday auction and just loaded for bear so they had this these little you know these little political buttons that they used to have and have like Dewey and Eisenhower well this was shaped like that and it was like that except on the back instead of a pin it had one of those little pieces of metal that make it a clicker oh. a toy clicker so you could hold it in your hand and it would make the clicker sound and on the front it had um, Roosevelt, Teddy, Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt and, a, and a, um, a candy company it was sponsored by can't think of the name of the candy company but anyway, those things sell. Used to sell for around six, seven hundred for that little thing. I gave twelve dollars and fifty cents to have my choice of, on a tray of things, and of course I went because I'd researched. I went right up and just grabbed that one. Twelve dollars and fifty cents. It was disappointing when I put it on eBay. It only sold for what, Toby? Three?
2: I thought it sold for five
1: might have been five somewhere in the three to five hundred dollar range that it brought and so when the when the bidding ended i was just you know over the moon i was making hundreds of dollars and then i couldn't find it
2: well the last we saw it i saw it couldn't find it we were having our floors done in our house and we had to get up and leave the workers were coming and it had this sold and i saw him wrap it up in a piece of paper and put it in his pocket and i
3: said
2: you should give me that
3: you're going to
2: lose it. That is it. the last time I remember seeing it. No. So
1: it was never, we I had never to get. I found it. We had to I contacted the, the buyer. I explained to him. And
2: I was all paranoid. He
1: the buyer's probably it. thinking, oh, yeah, sure, you he lost kept it. it. You yeah, sold yeah. it to
2: somebody oh else. Oh, my goodness.
1: More. So we lost hundreds of dollars because I lost and it.
2: And the thing is, if somebody somebody doesn't know, then if he dropped it and somebody doesn't know the value, they're just
0: they'll, you'll they'll just toss it, toss probably. It. Do you guys... Do you remember this mask?
2: Oh, your wedding present? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He buys stuff like that. I don't... He had it before we were even married. He just had it. And he's got another one downstairs. It's wood called Old Old Joe. Old Joe. And Amanda, his daughter, talks about it. She's... uh, She's afraid of Old Joe. You just... Like thought it was cool.
1: Yeah. And that's you're st- one of my
0: favorite things. You're still
1: married. Yeah. But so it it's working.
0: <laughs> Wait, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Back up. <laughs> Is it supposed to bring bad luck or something?
2: <laughs> Did we give that to you and Chris? No. Oh yeah. I don't
1: think so. Just Katie.
2: Did we, we ever, never gave you a gift for? Did we give you a yeah.
0: one? Yeah. You guys, um, I don't know if I have a picture of it, but I still have it. But the red um, bowls oh, that yeah. had the designs on them, yeah. the ones that had the fruit, and it has like little, that it one's was really nice. cut glass piece. It's like a base.
2: It's cut to clear.
0: And then you also gave me these little red glasses. Really? Dark red glasses. I don't know what the brand is or anything, but they're some of my that. favorite glasses. Aww. <laughs> they're nice for like, a whiskey, or I don't know if that's the type of glass <laughs> they are, <laughs> 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 but... Makes it so fancy <laughs> <to> drinking <laughs> <a> whiskey.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of nice things. I always wanted, um, like, like um, I always liked Waterford, but, and used to sell it when I worked at Ridge's but... Never could afford it. Now we
3: have we have all the
1: Waterford we want. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, employed, there's can, exciting things that we find and things that's fun to talk about. But like Toby said, one of the one of the benefits is just good solid quality things that are typically pricey. We tend to find in quantity. It's they're not high. They're, they were high. They are high. Mm-hmm. But like Waterford, we. What, last time we sold it, we probably sold 12, 14 items through an auction. We just got rid of it. All signed, all wonderful. Because um, we picked out the, the best that we wanted. Right, Tobster? Mm-hmm.
0: What about you? Do
2: you have any
0: favorite
2: items that you have, Toby? Well, Dan gave
1: me Carl Pape, so <laughs> that's mine. <my laughs> <laughs> Toby uh, I loved Carl Pape, so. I do like it. I just. Mid
3: century.
1: Yeah, I, I thought that was a. That's where it needed to be. With somebody that really loved it. I love it, but she really attached to it. Yeah. I so. liked
2: that painting that you had. I found a painting in the basement as a little boy. And it had a. It's definitely mid century. He's wearing a hoodie, a little sweat jacket. And it's all these turquoise and green. And this really broad brush strokes. Huh. You know, and then the paintings, the Bartoli paintings, I
3: like a lot. I, yeah, I've
1: heard of those before. I think I've seen them. Yeah, they're in the... They're in the Jose, Jose Bartoli um, had an interesting history as an artist. Not, I can't recall it, most of, a lot of it, but he was a prisoner of war at one time and escaped. Um, and we wound up with two of his paintings from an estate sale. Uh, that we actually purchased literally minutes before the estate sale started. Because oh, I, I used to go and help her, and I you know wanted those, and she didn't want to price some, and the estate sale was about to start, and I kind of pushed a little bit. I said, "Yeah, I'd, I'd like to buy this." She said, "All right," and she flipped a <laughs> yeah. price out, and I said, "Sold," and uh, I literally had to hide them. I had to hide them down in the basement so that the estate sale crowd wouldn't know that they'd already been pre-sold. They're worth way, way, way more than we paid. Um, But we just enjoy them. Just wonderful art, wonderful art.
0: Yeah, I like his art too. I didn't know he was a prisoner. I didn't either, I
1: didn't know that. We collect Sarah Garner art She was a Marietta and Kennesaw
2: local artist who
1: had... uh,
2: Her father was the one that had the auction, and he was an artist too. Yeah,
1: Lee Garner. Sarah was the better of the two artists, arguably, but most people would agree. Um,
2: They had the studio behind her house, and he'd teach art classes. We got one of his easels. It's kind of cool from the art class. Got all these paint drippings on it.
1: So we've got a fairly one. decent little collection, Toby. I don't know how many pieces, because we don't have them all up. We've probably got a, maybe a dozen.
3: Mm-hmm. I'd say 12, 12 paintings. Art. Yeah,
2: I
1: <laughs> A couple of wood carvings by Lee Garner. Oh, yeah.
2: I don't know um, about that. Some boxes. You always know it's his, because uh, usually he have two Vs, like a birds flying. You know how kids when mm-hmm. they draw birds in the air they do the little V's. Yeah. That's he the only carved way. He'd to... Yeah, he'd he carve them into his stuff or, or paint it on his stuff now and then sign his name.
0: Have you ever gotten in a bidding war with somebody that Yeah with
2: me. <laughs> on a piece of art. We were bidding like against each bidding other. Bidding
0: against each other? Yeah. Did you know?
2: No. We did And they just let you. That was yeah, that was the flowery branch. I think um, I had got it and then came back and they, they were holding the picture I wanted. Jesse had told me to buy it, so I wanted to make sure I got it because I figure he knows what he's talking about. So I'm bidding on it, and, and it keeps going up. And then I, who 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 realized? Was it the auctioneer realized we were bidding against each I you think come? so. Yeah. Stops. <laughs> <The Hobbs. laughs> no. <laughs> You stopped bidding. I still, I still have
1: to pay the high price. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, bidding bidding wars happen, um, and I've, I've been in a few. Um, at Flowery Branch, there was one guy there, one dealer who, unfortunately, he and I had the same taste. We're both mm-hmm. there looking for better items that we could get cheap, but with both of us looking, it, it wasn't cheap. His name was George Lee. And he ran um, Paris on Ponce, uh, which is a well-known um, antique It just mall. recently
0: got burnt down, I think. Really?
3: Yeah. Wow. I
1: don't not, I didn't know about that. He just He passed away I don't know, several years ago. But um, he and I ran into each other a few times. I, I did not often win against george lee Mm-mm. he was fearless <laughs> i got a couple of things but i paid dearly for them
2: well there was one time this this uh family everything they had was in this storage unit somewhere everything from from uh civil war to present everything and uh, dan and george liked a lot of the stuff from that they actually had a civil war uniform and neither one of them got that but cause that sold for a lot but there would be the box boxes of letters um, one that Dan got had a Civil War roster in it and then and then it also had a telegram of the family later on that had a son that was in World War One, and it was a, a telegram that he had died from World War I hmm. that the military had sent to the family but it all, in there, there was a scrapbook that also had the son's hair when he was a baby. Uh-huh. It was a little, Just like red a little hair. <laughs> was so sad. <laughs> that was sad. We still have that somewhere.
1: Yeah, we do. And yeah.
2: then there was a dress from the 20s that still had a store tag. And I bought it, but I didn't look at it good. But it, it still had a tag. It would never have been worn, but it was silk. And it was threadbare. I mean, I punched a hole in it, but barely touching it. Oh, wow. It was so pretty, but... But I paid too much, because... All you can do is look at it. You can't wear it. I didn't realize it would be that thin. Yeah. It dry-rotted. Mm. So, I always look. That's a... <laughs> that was an impulse buy. I knew better. And I... It looked good when
0: they were holding it up, but I didn't. I didn't. You're not often allowed to touch the stuff at auctions when you're. Yeah, but you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. In fact.
2: Under the furniture and...
1: In fact, the if you're you really should you should preview. You the worst thing you can do if you're a newbie is to just go to an auction, take a seat, and start bidding on mm-hmm. something you like. Yeah. The, what you really should do is go way early. Find something that you like, and this is the advice I always give people. There's a reason that it's in the auction. There's a reason. Typically, not always, typically it's there because there's something wrong. Now that's not always the case, but if you have that attitude, look for it. Look for some reason why somebody like me and Toby, (laughs) or Pickers, Mm -hmm. you know, if we put it in an auction, we don't want it anymore now there's plenty of things that that doesn't apply to there's plenty of stuff that shows up that's great but if you go into it looking for that leg that's a little wobbly on a chair or that replacement spindle or something just be prepared for that Um, anyway
0: yeah that's cool
1: look it over touch it feel it I do
0: I remember going to an auction with you guys and I bought just like a, it, they had the silent auction tables. Oh, yeah. And I just wrote $5 on one of them and got like this huge box of I love jewelry box and random stuff and ended up like making over a hundred bucks. On oh, oh, I didn't know you did that. That's
3: cool. Why
1: are you talking yeah. to us? No. You're yeah, well, doing it.
0: We keep well, oh, that's, it. Now I don't have the room to do. Yeah. <laughs> but you could do buy, buy smalls, smalls on yeah. the road and then eBay.
1: Absolutely. But
0: that's just. I mean, I only would find out about
2: that kind of stuff when I went with you guys. <laughs> so we we paid for a trip one time. We set up um, at a flea market and sold a bunch of stuff to pay for our our trip.
0: That's a, yeah. That's a good idea. Of
2: course, that was work. That was a lot of work.
0: Where'd you find? Um, the Lenormand cards that you showed earlier this morning. That was off of
1: Facebook. Facebook Marketplace. Um, there was an interesting. I'm trying to think of what. I can't, it was there the was the
2: tops. Pi- the toy tops.
1: There was a picture of a bag of early wooden tops uh, that that kids would put string around and throw it on the ground mm-hmm. and it would flip over and spin. And they were, they're obviously old, and they were like 10 bucks for a whole sack of them. So if somebody's got something like that, I always click on their picture to see what else they're selling, because maybe they're cleaning out. Mm-hmm. And this time, uh, I hit pay dirt, because they had quite a few listings that were, that were not that old. They'd just come out. So to make a long story short, I contacted, actually, the guy, after I s- expressed interest in several, I got a message from him saying, call me. Called him, went out that night, and uh, bought, you know, a fair, a fair amount of smalls. Um, I just, I got a little over-interested in them, I paid a little more than I think I should have. But the Lenormand, Miss Lenormand cards came out of there. It was
2: in a little mini cigar box, Somebody, it had a little advertising. What was the name? It says something's mini
1: cigars. That was that was kind of cool that box. That is cool. uh, Yeah, it was Vin 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 Bobbin, Bob Vin Bobbit. Mini cigars. Mini cigars. And it was like only just like it would the size of your palms. So it was mini had actual mini cigars at one point. It was replaced with Miss Lenorman cards. <laughs> Uh, but in that same batch there was a set of Smith and Wessons Smith and Wesson handcuffs. Yeah. <laughs> from nineteen twelve. Oh, <laughs> back to the handcuffs. Yeah, back to the, the come full circle.
0: <laughs> you need me to get and it. And some other neat stuff. So um So you like Facebook? Well that's all it has now.
2: Everything's closed.
1: Everything's closed. Oh uh, that's true. Are yeah,
2: that's true. I forgot about that. I've um, got a friend that's doing a, the auction online now
0: my note isn't there like an online auction site do you ever yeah do that
1: sell through them buy from them
0: I always thought most auctions were like from people passing away or something to that nature but that's when you were talking about um how there's usually something wrong
2: (laughs) with an item at an auction that's why they're getting rid of it yeah a lot of times that's interesting but, it, yeah, it is a lot of times the state sells, too, though. But it might be the stuff that the family didn't want anymore. Yeah. They had already picked through it. Ah,
1: yeah. There's a lot of really great stuff shows up. That's the reason I go. It's not always... I mean, if if a knowledgeable picker... not Not saying that I'm the most knowledgeable... But if a knowledgeable picker puts something neat in the auction, be careful. And you're, you're not gonna know, but mm-hmm. typically we don't want it for some reason. But there's a lot of people that just don't have a clue. So they're putting stuff like, like that little political badge mm-hmm. that brought five or 600. That's what they don't know. They just don't know about that kind of stuff. And, and to me, that's the sweet spot of picking is just being alert finding good stuff preserving them passing them along to collections where they'll be cared for and appreciated
0: what do you think about that show American Pickers
1: well you know heavily staged uh, <laughs> the furthest thing from reality that there is that having been said uh, they're a pretty decent representation of the picking function at the at the higher end mm-hmm. um, what you, it's interesting to me that they'll focus on a few items. They've got to, they have limited, you know, time on, on, the, uh, on the television. But when they're packing up, you'll see a lot of little things that weren't featured chugs, and you know, those are the kind of things. That's bread and butter stuff that pays for their mm-hmm. gas. But pretty decent.
2: I mean, I'm, I, I, just by the way they talk, I know they, they have, they definitely have done it for real.
0: But that's, like, they will go to meet somebody at their house, and that's kind of what you did before.
1: Yeah, it's similar in a lot of ways, but but different in, in yeah. some significant ways. They're, uh, pre, I, I would imagine, pre-screened mm-hmm. calls um, by the, the lady. I forget her name.
3: Did
1: Yeah. Uh, pre-screened. Uh, people seek them out because they do pay in some cases good Better. good money. Yeah. I would have I'd bet I'd bet dollars to donuts that for the the real heavyweight pieces, they've probably already negotiated a price range before you see the interaction on television. Mm-hmm. It just you know, if we get to this level are you gonna sell? I I just think that happens but I'm not being critical that's they no, do that's what just, I do I do what they the do they do what I do that's
2: how
0: TV
1: I is remember Yeah.
2: website before they had the television show and I thought yeah that's what I want to do
0: really yeah <laughs> would you have your own TV show
2: no I mean I want to be a picker no I, I oh, think Dan Dan I
3: we've
1: picker. talked about it we've talked about oh. having a, a vlog is that what you call it a vlog yeah. A vlog. a vlog there's uh, there's several of them if, uh,
0: <laughs> what are you, why are you laughing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can go now to uh, YouTube and search and find any number of pickers you know small time pickers uh, right. which is what I consider myself. you can find any number of small time pickers who and if you watch them you know some are better than others but it's it's all similar.
2: It's been so sad cuz all the thrift stores are closed. That's my favorite cuz it's usually air conditioned.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so I I watch old videos of pickers on YouTube now. And then there's that one the crazy lamp lady. She'll go past something good and we're like, "Go back. Go back, you bitch." She only that. look for lamps? No. She um, likes
1: her all kinds of things. She, she's, she got likes, niche, she's got a niche, which... She likes cutesy things. She likes cutesy, tchotchke kinds of things. So she's knowledgeable, fairly knowledgeable mm-hmm. for, her, for her clientele. And the reason we say that is she's also got a, a companion eBay site. Okay. And oh, yeah. if you look at that eBay site... And if you look at the items that she's got on there that actually have bids and have sold, they're the kind of of things that we don't buy. Mm Because
2: we've seen...
1: They're cool. They're cool little pieces, but we kind of don't buy it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, therefore, that she's got like 20 and 30 bids. So people, I think, like to watch her Mm -hmm. and watch her find the things, and then they want to own a part of that action. So she creates her own customers. So it's very smart.
2: There's... Cause she, I mean she can't go shopping now So her videos are a little different But before I mean, I'll go back and watch some old ones And I'll go Go back There'll be something on the shelf that might be good There's a, I can't see it <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's an Instagram account That I follow And they sell stuff that I Passed a million times and would never think to buy But they like Like you said they just sell it Like that yep. and I'm like why? I never would have thought that would have
3: sold. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's cool. Yeah, like a, a weller frog, a squirrel with a broken ear. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I never th- bought that. I think Dan would do well on a TV show. got a good sense of humor. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are some crotchety people that sell old stuff. Well, well aren't, aren't we- old people
0: crotchety? <laughs>
3: <laughs> One
1: thing I've always thought would be um, a good thing to, to get out to the public, that portion of the public that likes old stuff, is how to deal with dealers and how to how to buy, because a lot of times, in my humble opinion, people do it so wrong. Yeah. And you know, the old thing about, I'll take this off your hands, or pointing out the faults, and yeah, they that's do just that. terrible advice to me. The,
2: or when you're buying, my favorite, they always say, Well, I'm just trying to make my money back.
1: Yeah, I, I don't true. like that. But that is never true. People approach dealers, I to, to me, back. the wrong way. If you've been told you need to point out what's wrong with the item and try to bargain them down, I just think that's bad advice. That person's holding something and owning something that you want. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do is be very, very nice to that person, and I, that's what I do. I brag on it. I don't tell them it's got a flaw. I say this is tremendous. This is wonderful. This is it. This is, I'd love to have this. Uh, I, I usually get. I usually get a good price. I say it's a little out of my range. Mm-hmm. What can you do? Can you do a little something, something better? You butter them up a little bit. They're in control. <laughs> you better be nice.
2: Anyway. Oh, man, we went to that house that time, and that lady, she came to the mall, and I was at the antique mall, and wanted somebody to come out and buy stuff, and we went, and it was the nastiest oh, place, and... Like it, it was they're, they're, trashed, or...? No, they were just, it was just gross and wet. Oh, okay. And they lived in a basement of this house.
1: And Is and that the one you wouldn't go back in?
2: No. Oh. That was the hoarder, <laughs> and we're hoarders. This is bad. This is extreme. Oh hoarder! I thought you hoarders. said horror. No hoarders. It's <laughs> like what? no, but this lady and we bought all this stuff, and I didn't touch anything unless she gave me permission. And about two o'clock in the morning, she called. I think she spent oh. all the money on something that was hot, oh. and we hadn't unloaded the car, and she said. Kept saying Dan took the jewels. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, jewels. Now I remember and that. And she
2: said, Dan said, "Look, we'll meet you. We'll call the police and meet you somewhere. You can get all your stuff back and give us our money back." And she didn't want to do that. And she said something about Jesus don't love ugly. <laughs> well, she said to Dan, hey, she I don't stuff love stuff because I felt sorry for her. <laughs> I didn't want anything in that house. <laughs> and I just bought it because I felt sorry for her. Jesus, and don't it, love. Ugly. And then she causes it to and one in stone. And we of, of course head. didn't didn't take anything. She, she, she didn't we want any, anywhere. So it was I? I think she just got paranoid with whatever she took, that she spent that money on. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have the money back to give us back. She'd already spent it. Oh, that was scary, though. Know? I was scared. <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I bought Barbie clothes and they were all moldy and I had to wash them and I couldn't get the smell out, so I ended up having to throw them away. Yeah.
1: Oof. Yuck. Yeah, picking takes you into... I don't like
2: going into homes. Really don't. In the home ...different places.
0: I like going stuff. into homes. I
1: don't.
2: You like seeing how people live?
1: Well, it's it's that's not it particularly to interesting to me, but if you go in a home... you. You're dealing with people who don't know antiques. Mm-hmm. So what they have presented, which the reason that you're there is because of one or two items that they present as antiques. If you're allowed to go in, you can quickly scan and see a doorstop, an old vintage doorstop over in the corner that to them is a throwaway. Mm. Or a vase that happens to be carnival glass. So I'm there to, to uh, educate them.
3: And maybe, you get
2: to buy, and maybe purchase. you don't get to buy. Well, you didn't get to buy everything the other night. And that's all right. I don't. I don't like. I don't know. I don't like going in the homes. It seems. I think that would be kind of fun. I think I would like
0: that. But I would also not want to go by myself if no. I was.
2: Because <laughs> people can be weird. <laughs> yeah. I think that one that house. That scared me. Well, that was a quarter, and the lady was very successful. And we went in, and it was a, a path about a foot wide. Oh, my goodness. I And I walked out, and plus she smoked. I'm like, how is this house not burned down? Let me
0: see if I have a picture. I um, recently went over to somebody's house to take photos, and they dealt and clothes for poshmark very successful like you said but oh my goodness it was it was scary the amount of
2: well she had a built, built a storage shed just for clothes like business attire and it was all her size and they all a lot of them still had tags on she'd just buy it and it was it was probably a good size storage unit and it was all just those clothes. Even get them, I mean, if you did a anymore. state sale with somebody with that many clothes, it's all the same size, and you can it would only be able to sell it to somebody that could wear that size. But, she wanted us to do an estate sale. Because she was moving. And I walked out. <laughs> I guess. And I mean, I was scared. <laughs> I walked out. <laughs> Well, thanks for sharing
0: your stories, Dan.
1: Oh, but there's more. Uh, yeah. Could we keep talking? Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Thanks. You, for, can, you can talk as long I'm, as you want. I'm absolutely just kidding. Um, <laughs>